five years splash play of 2024 best ball season of course drafting teams for a football season that won't even kick off until september of this year but that is the fun of the game and today the goal here is it is uh february 2nd 2024 draft number five for me I want to get extreme zero RB today. Of course, there's been a lot of running backs have been tempting here. I've taken Christian McCaffrey in drafts. I've taken Brees Hall. I've taken Bijan Robinson, but I haven't been true to myself yet and gone purely extreme zero RB. So that is going to be one of the goals for this draft here. I am drafting in the 11 hole. So we will have some different options down there. A little bit of a running back heavy spot, potentially if guys don't reach uh, Kyron Williams, we have seen go top six, but he is normally the one that you're getting at that 11 spot. Maybe Jameer Gibbs as well, a guy who's ADP. Uh, do feel like a little bit frothy in the middle half of the first round, but maybe a little bit less, a little bit less crazy at the back half of the first round. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But Tyreek Hill goes to the first spot. So I believe our guy Nolan uh, here, uh, OMG, is going to be the guy with the red badge in the one hole. Here we go, indeed. GMs, GMs abound from Bindles, from Jeff, from Felix, of course, the former DK Millie Maker winner, who I'm always glad to see and chat here. A man who's proud of me for my Najee Harris exposure. As a uh, can't resist him when he's going in the 90s. I can't resist a potential bell cow back, or at least a goal line back for a team that should be slightly better on offense. Uh, so that's the Najee case for this year that I will give solely for our guy Felix. GMs, our guy Will is here. Let's go. All the VIPs coming out on a fine Friday here. Glad to see you guys out. And the, uh, hope you guys are having a good week, too. Uh, it's going to be a fun week coming up here, of course, with all the Super Bowl stuff. Uh, I know some people going down uh, going on the Super Bowl stuff for Underdog. Should be some content coming out from them as well. Uh, of course, not not me. I don't <laughs> I don't rate like that. I just get to stay here and draft some big board teams, which, frankly, I'm happy to do. Uh, we got a pick coming up here. We are at pick 11. So we have Kyron here, A.J. Brown. Trade rumors now around A.J. Brown, uh, which I don't know that I buy, but uh, they are there. <sighs> I want to do extreme zero RB. I feel like I'm already lying on the thumbnail, but I can't take like Kyron. I'm going to get a share. I'm going to get a share. I'm going to get it at 11. I'm not going to get Kyron at five. I'm not going to get Kyron at six. Self concerns about Kyron, but I, I have become everything I hate. I am now I'll, I'll play the gif in a moment, but I am a running back picky. I just took, took it again, but we will, we'll take a guy that I actually don't love at this point. I uh, did see somebody tweet me a screenshot today, taking Nico Collins at 18. I feel like that's a little more appropriate than Nico Collins at 14. Let's see if we get some text and stuff. We'll get the, the hot 2024 off the presses team here with Kyron Williams and Nico Collins. Guys that have no chance of regressing from the outlier years they had this past season. I am sure we're going to take them at their current ADPs. You got clickbaited. You didn't get clickbaited. I lied. I said extreme zero RB. I guess it's not in the thumbnail. So it's not in the thumbnail. So I'm legally safe. Uh, but I did say it in the headline. And I really came in with a goal of extreme zero RB. But. I, I can't take Garrett Wilson again. I took Garrett Wilson yesterday. I don't know what I'm not team Garrett Wilson here. I'm not in the bag for big Garrett Wilson. Max, the little board was slows already. We're so back. Wow. All right. I get maxing the little board. I think that one will fill a little bit earlier in the big board. I've only got my two entries in the little board still, which I think I'm going to try to max it out. I just haven't had the time at night lately. Uh, Mr. Mister in here again, more VIPs famous Friday here is what we're, <laughs> we're going to call it for all the people, all the names that I know and love. And of course the new names too. Don't be afraid to hop in the chat. Uh, obviously we have a lot of regulars here on Splashplay. Very blessed to have the, the squirt squad community here every day, but uh, don't be shy. I feel like we have one of the more welcoming communities out there. I guess besides me, besides the patriarch of the community, 
the host of the shows. I'm the least welcoming of them all, but no, uh, join the community here, of course. If you really want to support the show, hit that join button down below, $4.99 a month, which our pal Bindles just did. So here we go. We know the bit when somebody joins live on stream. We break out the old Italian caricature. Welcome to the family, Bindles. I hope your weekend goes as smooth as a nice red sauce on a big old bowl of pasta. But welcome to the family, Bindles. And of course, the plug goes to Bindles. Bindles, a YouTube streamer too. He deserves your love and his beard's a lot better than mine. So welcome to family. Big beard Bindles. <laughs> Triple B, big beard Bindles. <laughs> Come on down. All right, there we go. I hope that's worth it. Guess don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If Bindles can do it, if Willis can do it, you can do it too. All right, Steve, big pun here. Working and listening. Always glad to see him in here. Best ball season's foot. Second round is so gross again. Yeah, honestly, I feel like with where I picked, I like that spot a lot more. Um, if you're getting Marvin Harrison, like OMG did at 24, I think that's still pretty good. I still think, though, for Marvin Harrison, like, this is really frothy for a rookie. Like, the more I think about it, and I still like MHJ. I think he's a very strong prospect. I think he's the guy. If you're going to take somebody, again, who can take that mantle from Jamar Chase, from Justin Jefferson, from these guys that are, you know, the prototypical kind of receivers, though those guys do play a lot of the slots. Maybe they're not the full, like, vintage Michael Irvin boundary receivers only playing outside. But still, like, MHJ, you can move around to. Um, I think that he's the guy that's still the most classic receiver. I just think we're paying. You're paying for like not only his ceiling, but like his 1% outcome kind of ceiling. And I think he'll give you spike weeks no matter what. So I think the price tag still works. But it's like MHA is just a little bit too high if you're taking him late teens. And if, you know, like we've vocalized some concerns for, I think there is a chance that we do see MHA come up to like the one, two turn, which would just be egregious, I think, for a wide receiver. It was everything I ever hoped for, Spags Bonks. Thank you, Ben. Bindle's catch rich today here in the stream, and I appreciate that. Uh, we got a question about Trey Benson, which I will answer in a moment here because I've been thinking about Trey Benson a little bit more. A lot of people do like Trey Benson out there. So we got Nico. We got Kyron. Um, the Tank already go? You Tank Dell went at 27 to Fred Vegas, so we will not get the full Houston, which is what I was really looking for in terms of what I would have liked to have seen for myself. I uh, don't want to take another running back. Am I just going to keep taking Malik Neighbors until I die? Yes, I am. I am going to take Malik Neighbors until I die. If MHJ is going at 24, I think Malik Neighbors should be going at 35. Exactly where I took it. <laughs> I think he should be going at 34 to 35. But I, I like Malik Neighbors too much. I need to get a wide receiver in. Devontae Smith is fine. He makes more sense for King of Kings here, clearly. Uh, though I guess he doesn't have Jalen Hurts anyway. Uh, but he does get two Eagles receivers for himself. And... uh That'll be fine for him. Um, got Keenan Allen. We got James Cook. We got Lamar sitting there, which would be an interesting way to build, but I would like to get another receiver in because at least if we're not going to do the extreme zero RB, I would like to at least do a hero RB and have that be the move. Keenan Allen, though, another year getting older. Do we really believe in this? Lower passing volume offense, but a chance Mike Williams doesn't come back. We'll take Keenan Allen. I, I really... I don't like that, but we got youth, right? So we got Nico Collins, Bleak Neighbors, and then Keenan Allen, much like a vampire, can come in and drink the blood of those young wide receivers to keep himself fresh. I think that's what we're hoping. Stop pushing Neighbors up. Fuck you. <laughs> I wanted him over Devontae. I stand by it. I'm also not really pushing him up. I normally take him at ADP. Uh, thoughts on Trey Benson was the question here. So was not wowed by the numbers for Trey Benson. I think he kind of like Keon Coleman, similar to me in terms of them benefiting from being in that Florida offense, scoring a lot of touchdowns, not much else. Uh, 0.01 EPA per rush for Trey Benson would put him really towards the lower end of the class for sure. 
Uh, 6.8 routes per game was pretty good on those, but he only ran 6.8 routes at a 0.29 EPA per target on those. Against an eight-man box, he was okay. 2.7 attempts per game, which is not that much. 0.12 EPA. He's just kind of okay. Like, I don't know. He's, he's probably going to be over 200 pounds, which is going to be the main thing. I guess if we're going to say one thing for him, um, a little bit of Tank Bigsby. The Tank Bigsby actually was a little bit shiftier. Uh, Trey Benson only a 22% avoided tackle rate. Uh, Bigsby was at like 28% last year. So, like, I kind of think he's a maybe worse Tank Bigsby, which if that does it for you, but it's still the landing spot. Like, if he gets the Tank Bigsby run out where, like, Tank Bigsby actually had a shot to earn a role there, he just, like, was terrible to start the year, and then they couldn't trust him, and then that was it. Um, so, like, if Benson lands in a good spot, like, he can be okay. But I don't think he's a world beater. I don't think he's Bijan. I don't think he's Gibbs. I don't even think that he's Roshan. Um, I think he's a tier behind uh, Bucky Irving. I think he's a tier behind Audric Estime. I think to some respects he would be a tier behind Blake Corum, but that's a little bit closer uh, than people who love Blake Corum would probably want to hear. Uh, he's okay though. Like I think he's a guy you're taking in the hopes of the landing spot, but but some whiffs of of uh, Tank Bixby for me who like I didn't like it all pre-draft. Then I kind of got talked into him when he got the landing spot for Jacksonville because I didn't believe that Jacksonville had a lot of faith in Travis Etienne, which we saw in the beginning of the year. And then of course like Bixby is so bad that they trusted Etienne again. Then he moved away from him again and used the other backs behind him. Um, so. I don't know. If the run out's there for Benson, he can get there, but I don't think the talent's going to get him there. Let's see. My friends are normies. The normies still believe in Quentin Johnston. I look, I don't, I'm call me a normie then. I don't think he's dead. I think if they don't bring back Mike Williams and then we do see Quentin Johnston actually just get out there for a lot of reps, I think it's a positive. Uh, also one thing to note, which I know the college football fans on social media have pointed out, uh, who did Quentin Johnson strafe in the national football, national uh, college football uh, playoff? I don't know where national came from. Uh, college football playoff. Uh, it was Michigan. It was the one who he went for like six for 150 against and a touchdown. So um, I think that for Quentin Johnston, there's hope for him. Again, um, new coaching staffs. So we always talk about for running backs, the most pronounced for running backs, where your starter might not be a starter just because of a new offensive coordinator coming in, let alone a new head coach. Uh, for a wide receiver, it could be the same thing, where if they cut Mike Williams, and he is a pretty good cut candidate because of the age, because of the injuries and his contract, um, they could just go to Quentin Johnson and run him for 50 routes outside. And if he gets 50 routes outside, he's probably going to find his depth a little bit better than just kind of coming in and out and having that um, like a worse version of JSN opportunities what he had this year. I mean, and honestly, it's not much better. Watch all the rookie stuff too, adding you to my base. All right, I'm glad to be added to Mike Michael's base. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sensual when you put it like that, but I'm all over that base. I'm all about that base. Me and Megan trainer. Uh, I think people are sleeping on Javon Baker or Javon Baker. I don't even have him on my sheets, but um, let's see. <laughs> well, I have a pick coming up here. I'll look up his numbers in a minute. All right. We got AR here. I, well, you know what? All right. So we didn't live up to the one bit, another uh, classic bit we love to do. Let's live up to this one. Anthony Richardson, pick 59. What a steal. Time for the jersey. First time of 2024. Let's put on that AR jersey until we get a Jaden Daniels one is the best jersey we have. Let's go. Let's get our guys bringing it back. This jersey has not been washed. <laughs> All my sweat from the summer remains right in here. All right. So. We got Trey McBride, who's soaring upwards. We got JSN, who, again, could benefit uh, from the departure of Tyler Lockett for agency. We'll see if that actually happens or not. <sighs> I've been taking a lot of JSN, man. I don't know that I, I really feel confident in that move. But we're taking young guys. Still a year two guy. Let's do it. Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. McBride, McBride's team is crazy. He's up 50 spots now over the course of this week. So I think Trey McBride, 
a little bit frothy. Uh, I do think, you know, we've mentioned it before here, uh, Cardinals linked very often to Marvin Harrison Jr. Just bringing in an alpha target earner is really going to hurt McBride, who was basically their number one target last year because there wasn't a good wide receiver healthy. Marquise Brown for a lot of Trey McBride's big days. I mean, he's not even an alpha target earner anyway, but Marquise Brown wasn't out there. He was hurt for most of the year. So I do think people are paying a little bit of a premium for, for Trey McBride overall for what that role was, but Arizona should be better. Kyler Murray clearly showed enough. I think they showed some signs. I get why people are going to McBride, but I think he's now, he's getting crowned. But I mean, Kincaid's at 67, so I don't know how much more he's getting crowned. McBride season, okay. My first AR share last night, thought of you. Thank you, that's all I can ever ask. Is Bo Nix the move? Is, I don't know if Bo Nix is a move. Um, so one spot that I thought would be pretty good for him is now probably gone. New Orleans renegotiated Derek Carr's contract where like he's basically going to be locked into being the starter for the next two years are the reports that are coming out of the Senior Bowl. Uh, so I thought that was a really good Bo Nix spot. I think right now the best Bo Nix spot is probably that Denver offense where it is still going to be kind of New Orleans-y in terms of being timing routes, a lot of short stuff, a lot of short stuff that could theoretically open up you know, three to four deep shots a game. I think it's where Bo Nix did the best in college playing at Oregon. Um, and I think that's where he'll play the best of the pros. So I would hope for him that he lands somewhere that he can start. Cause I think he will be very good in like a very systemy getting the ball out fast kind of way. Um, but if he goes somewhere, you know, without that structure, without that kind of timing route, that the quick stuff, I think he's going to be a little bit more trouble. Bo Nix is overrated. I, I disagree. He was a plus EPA passer at every level. He just—he wasn't like a gunslinger in the way that I like, where I want guys to get the ball downfield. You guys know at this point if you watch Flash Play, but if you don't know, I like guys who get the ball downfield. I like guys who run five times a game, you know, five to 10, ideally. Uh, closer to 10 would really be the ideal, but at least five. Uh, but you want guys who are adding that running and the downfield aggression. And he's not a downfield aggressor. He's a guy that's going to take what's underneath, take what's there which I think is a really good skill in the NFL. That's kind of why Brock Purdy works, even though we do see Brock have some success downfield. Um, so I think that's where Bo Nix's value is. Like just plugging him into an offense, a well-oiled machine kind of offense, and he'll be good. But if you plug him in and expect him to like be your hero, that's Jaden Daniels. That's Caleb Williams. That's, uh, to a lesser extent, Drake May. Uh, it's not Bo Nix. Bo Nix is like a pure offense guy. Gives me Zach Wilson vibe. He's he's really different than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was like a an air yards merchant in college. He was not like a check downy kind of guy. Bo Nix is Drew Brees. Like he is he's that kind of player. Uh, not obviously you know talent. We'll see. Uh, but in terms of how he plays, like that's what he is. He's he's a guy who's going to get the ball. He's going to get it past the sticks. He's going to get guys to get five you know five yard gains, six yard gains. Um, Zach Wilson is not a good comp. I don't think. You know, obviously you can feel whatever you want in your heart, but it's not a good comp. Zach Wilson was just all like he won people over on like 50 yard bombs that looked okay against guys that are like accountants, you know, when he was playing them in college. Um, all right. So we got, we got our QB would like to have more wide receivers. This is a, a tough pocket at wide receiver. We'd have to really go upwardly to make that work. Could take a second QB. Could take Justin Herbert here. I think that makes the most sense right now. So we're out of the Jaden Daniels business, I guess, but we will get Herbert paired together with Keenan Allen. The assumption that these guys come back and are reinvigorated. Um, this uh, this Felix, this is a that is an aggressively bad comp, Felix. I'll give you the the why though in a moment. I'm gonna keep taking Brock Bowers. I'm Team Brock Bowers here. Still love him at tight end. I think he's gonna land somewhere and get used no matter what. Team so far, which I've not been reading off. AR, of course, Anthony Richardson. That's why I'm wearing the jersey. Justin Herbert, Kyron Williams, Nico Collins, Malik Neighbors, Keenan Allen, JSN, Brock Bowers. We're betting on young guys, betting on Keenan Allen, <laughs> and and betting on guys that had great 2024. So that'll never steer us wrong. I am sure. I'm sure these guys will continue to be just as good. And Nico Collins won't get usurped at all by anybody who's a better receiver. All right, so Bo Nix, 
Jake Locker. Uh, that's that's a really bad comp for a couple of reasons. Jake Locker was a mobile like running QB at Washington. He also is one of the most inaccurate QBs in college football. Bo Nix, though, was incredibly accurate. 88% catchable ball rate, 77% on target rate. Both are class highs uh, by a couple percentage points, too. Uh, Bo Nix, also 0.41 EPA per throw. Uh, 0.1 EPA when getting pressured. He had a positive EPA when getting pressured, um, which, again, would not be Jake Locker. Uh, 0.92 EPA throws a 10 to 20 air yards, 0.7 EPA downfield. That is where he is not great. He's only throwing downfield 10% of the time. By comparison, Drake May does downfield 17% of the time. So um, he's not an aggressor downfield, but he's still okay with a 0.7 EPA there, 44% completion rate. But like, he's a very accurate QB, like an 88% catchable ball rate means that ball, like he's throwing it where it has to go nine times out of 10. Like you can't ask for more than that. Um, you know, look, I get, we, I get everybody wants to have takes, but like, you got to come by him earnestly based on the numbers that are there and just go and like, try not to you know rope yourself into bad comps is the main thing I would say. No disrespect to anybody, of course. Like, you can comp guys whoever you want, but like, I would say try to, you know, try to at least wrap your head around a little bit more. How do you feel about Philly office with Kellen going there? I think it's a positive. I think it's a positive for those guys. Um, you know, what did we see from Kellen Moore doing the Chargers this year? That would give you a lot of confidence. I don't know. I do think, though, and this is something that I haven't heard people talk about a lot. Obviously, there's not a lot of draft streamers right now besides me and Liam out there. Um, but, like, Kenneth Gainwell could be the starter for the Eagles. DeAndre Swift is a free agent, an unrestricted free agent. So um, that's one where, like, I think, I don't know where Swift is going, actually. Uh, I think he's still going decently high, right? Yeah, Swift has not taken a price drop at all for the fact that he could be going anywhere. And it's weird because in the big board, they always discount, like, players don't like drafting players who they don't know that uh, where they're going to go in free agency. Um, but, like, I think that that's sort of the, that's the main thing I would say for Kenneth Gainwell is that, like, Swift might not be on the Eagles and Swift could be anywhere. And he's still getting drafted, like, he's going back to the Eagles, which I don't think is a lock by any stretch. Uh, so Gainwell could just become the, you know, the Austin Eckler, I guess, in that offense, not that Eckler did anything this year that makes you feel good. Um, so I think that is something that you'd have some hope for. I, uh, you know, the Tony Pollard and Kellen Moore's Dallas offense would be the better comp that you want to see, uh, for a guy like Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's a good hire. Like, I think they hired both, you know, well on both sides of the ball, having Big Fangio on the defense, having Kellen Moore on the offense. Um, but those are like definitely like all star hires, which, you know, I, how, how good is the fit going to be? I, I don't know for sure about that. Because, like, I really thought that Kellen Moore would have Herbert running a little bit more this year, and he didn't. And, you know, obviously that's Jalen Hurts' main strength. So, and he didn't really have Dak running that much. Dak ran a little bit more with Kellen Moore than he did this year with Brian Schottenheimer and Mike McCarthy uh, running the offense. So I don't think that Kellen Moore is going to be a guy that, like, you expect to get the most out of Jalen Hurts running. But maybe he has some stuff in his bag that we just don't know, I guess would be the question. However, you, Jonathan Brooks, if he didn't get hurt, would his ADP be a lot higher? Yes, but it's an ACL tear, so it shouldn't be. Um, I also have to point out Jaden Daniels now going at 95, which is very aggressive. Obviously he wasn't in the cards for us anyway, here does make me feel better about getting Justin Herbert at 83. Uh, but Jaden Daniels, I love Jaden Daniels. I would like to be getting him for cheap, but it feels like his, his cheapness window might already be gone. The fact that Hawkinson is still top 100 pick is insane. Yeah. I mentioned before Sam Sherman has talked about that on Twitter too. And I think it's a good point. Um, his ACL injury, uh, just had the surgery this past week. So you're looking at a late October return in terms of the high end, uh, maybe a possible full year if it takes him the longest amount of time and he is a little bit older. So uh, definitely tough. We have a two, one, four, one here. Probably need one more receiver. Ugh, I don't think that locket makes sense for us. I don't think I'm going to take a running back. I'm taking Jalen Warren with this first one because I think it's a pretty big fall off in terms of the value here. And Jalen Warren, I do expect to be, 
mostly impugned for Arthur Smith bullshit. I think he'll get probably more touches in an Arthur Smith offense, maybe not goal line work. Um, all right, so we could use running back, definitely could use wide receiver. Just don't like this wide receiver room very much at all. Um, I guess we could make a bet on Seattle going more three wide receiver this year, which is possible if they bring Lockett back. I'm going to take Lockett too. Kind of think a bet at JSN. Oh, you know what? Fuck, I should have taken downs. I should have taken downs. I got too caught up in my, my wanting to do these lesser stacks, but downs is a very strong play here. Some risk, I guess, that that target tree changes around a little bit. We kind of saw downs get less involved down the home stretch. Obviously, that's Gardner Minshew at QB, so who knows? Uh, but yeah, I should have taken downs there. I'm okay with naked AR, but I got too caught up in. Uh, for thing, if you haven't, again, I don't expect everybody to watch every video, though. If you do want to watch them all, now I have a playlist where you can go in chronological order and watch them all, or I guess reverse chronological order. Um, like, I like AR, obviously. I think he's a very strong play, but I've been focused so much on, like, the trying to get stacks out the QB. So, like, I don't think that Gino, assuming that he's going to be the Seattle QB, which we don't know at this point, uh, they could get out from him and save some money and then also go a different direction with uh, Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, now taking over as their head coach. Um, you could see like this change pretty materially for Seattle, but I've been so focused on getting these little micro stacks where I don't believe in the QB, but I still want to have the pass catchers uh, that I kind of brain fart on Josh Downs. So that's on me. Yep. Downs, downs. You guys got it. I just don't want to be less like, here's the thing that I noticed in my lineups last year and just give you guys the logic on it. I had too many guys coming along for the ride on teams where they didn't actually add value, whether that be the QB in stacks where the value is driven by the receiver or they'd be the receiver in stacks where it's like these guys are coming along and it's like, I expected them to get some amount of shares. Like, um, you know, the Jamison Williams equivalents for Detroit, obviously Jamison Williams came on the playoffs the regular season though. He was useless to have as part of these Detroit stacks. And I thought, you know, I had said on stream before during the summer that I thought like the pure uncut Detroit stack was going to be, Goff and either Gibbs or Montgomery. It turns out you could have had both uh, Gibbs or Montgomery, Amon Ra and Laporta. And then I kind of had Jamison Williams in a lot of the scenes and it's like, he just didn't add value. Obviously at his ADP he didn't kill you either, but I think that's something I've been trying to be mindful of this year. It's like, I just don't want to put guys on uh, because they're correlated every single time. And I think especially relative to ADP sensitivity, but that's obviously a thing that I'm trying to feel out more as I go. Uh, but it was a flaw that I felt in my process. I got a little overstacky in some teams. And being overstacky on a great team is fine with a concentrated target share. Like the Niners, if you're overstacky on the Niners, it probably worked out well. But if you're overstacky on Pittsburgh, it's like, okay, Kenny Pickett did nothing for me. And I had fucking 18% Kenny Pickett or 15%, something like that. Jeff's in the seventh spot in the draft, like my team so far. Yeah, check out Jeff's team. I don't know. Accidental victories, Jeff's name? I did not know that. Yeah, looks solid. If, as long as Fields goes back to Chicago, I guess you do have both QBs for Chicago potentially with Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. Anything else interesting going here? Of course, Chase Brown's ADP coming up. Um, he's a guy that I would expect if Joe Mixon is not in that locker room and then also they don't pick somebody with... I, honestly, I don't even know who you'd pick at running back with decent draft capital. If they don't add anybody in free agency, I guess that would be the other thing. Um, Chase Brown is one where like his ADP could be up 30 spots. His ADP could be down 40 spots. I think would not be shocking. Marvin Mint, uh, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis, and Alan Robinson were killers that complete the stack, bro. Yes, yeah, that they definitely didn't add a lot of value. Alan Robinson was on one of my one of my best DK Millie Maker teams. Um, so yeah, I'm very familiar with the world of of those shitty players coming along for the ride. And you know, in absence of correlation, I get just want to get a little bit late, but I really think that those spots sometimes are dead, especially if it's like you take an Alan Robinson. Like I talked about uh, my finalist team on DK, I took Alan Robinson over Kyron Williams just because like I needed the. Thought I needed the the Pittsburgh stack, and obviously that went about as poorly as it can go. 
Uh, all right, so we have five wide receivers. I wouldn't hate Gabe Davis here. Still think he's a little bit undervalued as a guy who could land in a better spot or could get paid. Um, Blake Corum would be okay. Wicks would be okay. I'm going to go Blake Corum. There is a shot that we luck box the uh, Jim Harbaugh wants Blake Corum as his running back and, and for the Chargers. I don't think that's actually the likeliest thing. I think it's probably getting a little bit overdrafted as an outcome, but... We'll play into it here because Quorum's available. Still think Quorum's ADP is pretty gross at 131. Think he, the combine will knock him down, but I'm taking exposure to anybody at this point just because I, I need to be a little bit less, ag- a little bit more agnostic about some of this stuff. All right, we got a 2-3-5-1. Is Josh Palmer even back on the Chargers? I actually don't know. I'm going to see this really fast. Crack Josh Palmer. See if we can find this quickly. Clock is ticking. He is under contract for next year. So we can make a bet on Josh Palmer too. We'll take two potential chargers here and add him to the squad. Team so far, AR, Justin Herbert, Kyron Williams, Jalen Warren, Blake Corum is running back three. Feels awful. Nico Collins, Malik Neighbors, Keenan Allen, JSN, Tyler Lockett, Josh Palmer, Brock Bowers. So even though, you know, again, I missed the downs connection, I do like the texture of the seam. Like this is one where I like, we're getting two double stacks, Two correlated plays here. Obviously, we have the QB for one of them. For AR, probably Alec Pierce we could take in the 20th round if we really want to get an AR stack with it or some correlation. And I'm okay with that. Gabe Davis to the Giants makes sense. I mean, if the Dayball part of it, I guess. But, like, who's he replacing? He's not He's not appreciably better than Slayton at this point. Jalen Hyatt, you want to see what he has. Wandale playing out of the slot. Um, You want him to get that work. Obviously, those are different players. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's a perfect fit. Besides just like the coaching part. I'm a monster for taking Corum. I don't know about that. I think I think he's okay. I don't know that he should be going ahead of Trey Benson, but I don't like Benson that much either. So it's fine. Corum was a bit of a touchdown hound. They got a pretty good nose for the end zone. Maybe less so in his numbers this year. Let me look at the running back numbers. I think he's more of a volume a red zone back this year. Yeah, 3.6 red zone rushes per game. Converted them to touchdowns 46% of the time. 0.33 EPA in the red zone, uh, running the ball is pretty good. I think Blake Corum has a shot. I, it's just like, he's going to test so small. Like I imagine his combine number is going to be like 5'7", 195, if we're lucky. I don't know. That's that's the risk for Corum is like, he's billed at 5'8", 213, which could easily be 5'7", maybe even 5'6", and 190. And that would be really tough for him to get out. They were basically talking a slightly bigger Deuce Vaughn. Uh, with granted more power to his run, more ability to avoid tackles and all that. Uh, the quorum was actually really bad at avoiding tackles this year too. A 10% missed tackle rate is really low for a guy. Um, and we talked about that with Deuce Vaughn last year. If you're small and you can't avoid tackles, you're really compounding the risk that just goes into what you mean as a draft pick. So, yeah, uh, God, I think I'm right about not liking quorum, but we took him here. Outside of fantasy, you're my NFL or NCAA football teams to root for. I used to root for the Cowboys. I don't anymore. Um, I just, I don't have a rooting interest in football. I root for money. Uh, for college football, still USC. Of course, my alma mater. But those are my teams that I care about. But no, I really, I root for players more than anything at this point. Um, I root for fun. Like the Colts are my team in the NFL, technically. I watched more of them, uh, especially when AR was playing. I watched all their games and I still kept watching it because I had so much Pittman. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't really consider myself a fan of a team. Which is, yeah, I know a different thing. I guess well, maybe it's not. Um, but yeah, I just, I, you, when you have money on the line, you root for your money. <laughs> I think is the way you do it. Baker finished the season ranked second in the nation in yards per cap. Oh, so Chunk is still on Javon Baker. 
Uh, Javon Baker wasn't on the mock draft that I had. I'll see if I can pull in his numbers really quickly. Javon Baker is coming up in one pick here. <laughs> Go money. That's indeed. Like, we have a book that I read with Luca called Football with Dad. And I sometimes will make a joke with Luca. Of course, a very funny joke about like, uh, hey, just like rooting for dad's money instead of the fake football team they have in the book. Um, Braylon Allen, interesting rookie to take at running back here, I think would be a nice counterbalance to a Blake Corum because Braylon Allen is all size. And I still think his best landing spot would be re replacing AJ Dillon somewhere. I also do think that AJ Dillon and his price tag, I was thinking about this the other day. There's a chance that AJ Dillon could land on another team and be their goal line back and just land fucking 15 touchdowns, not via his own talent, just because he's a big bodied guy that a team would sign a free agency for that purpose. So not that I think we should start caping for AJ Dillon, but I do think there are a few guys in ADP where like people have now thought about the no case only and not the yes case. Why? And I think it's interesting because like, I think people think of the yes case for guys like Zeke, guys like uh, Kareem Hunt, guys like um, the vets, Leonard Fournette last year in basketball. I don't think of the yes case for guys like AJ Dillon, who could be out of the league, but could also end up with a really you know good situation for themselves just because of the, them being a free agent and being able to fill a role. Uh, I am going to take another running back here. I'm going to go Keaton. Well, Keaton Mitchell with the ACL just fucking keeps spooking me every time I think about it. Jaleel McLaughlin's not bad either. Did get some red zone work. Did seem like Sean Payton liked him and expects Samaje P. Ryan to be out of the mix. Let's go to Leo McLaughlin here. I think we'd use some more wide receivers, but we got six. Two, five, six builds so far. AR and Justin Herbert at quarterback. Kyron Williams, Jalen Warren, Blake Corum, Braylon Allen, and Jaleel McLaughlin at running back. Wide receiver, Nico Collins, Malik Neighbors, Keenan Allen, JSN, Tyler Lockett, and Josh Palmer, and a tight end, Brock Bowers. Probably a three tight end build at this point, but we will see how that goes. AJ Dillon vulturing Brees TDs in 2024. Can't wait. Honestly, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> would be it, because it does seem like Aaron Jones will be safely going back to Green Bay. They expect to reach a new deal with him. Uh, for AJ Dillon, he could be one of the guys that made like Aaron Rodgers just loved him in the locker room, and it's like, we got to get him in. <laughs> So that would be actually very funny. Um, but yeah, I think AJ Dillon could land somewhere though, because he's not going to want a lot of money and he's not going to get a lot of money. And that's something where right away it's like Buffalo goes, Oh, we need a new goal line back. Latavius Murray retired. Let's bring in AJ Dillon and AJ Dillon punches in 10 to 15 touchdowns. <laughs> Kill me now if that happens. Okay. Hey, Felix is in. Felix is in after I, I bash this Jake Locker take. So that means you get an extra special welcome to the family. Felix, welcome to the family here. Uh, your family has previously consisted of running backs such as Najee Harris. Now you could add more people to your family. It's not just Najee anymore. You got all the squirt squad on your side. Rooting you on here, no matter which dusty running back you really want to cape for. Though I guess Najee won you a million dollars. Who are we going to say here? But welcome to the family, Felix. Glad to have you on board. Great guy. Glad to have him in the family. There we go. Two, two in a day. My Italian ancestors rolling over in their graves. I'm whoring myself out for myself out for $5 a month. They go, hey, Christopher, what are you doing? Chrissy, come on. You can't be giving this away for five bucks. This is who we are, my own, et cetera. Like the stream, you dirty fucks. <laughs> That's a sales pitch. But yeah, uh, please do like the stream. Please subscribe down below. Splash play on that March to 4K subs. Now 5K subs. A draft day every day. Only time we won't be doing a draft next week will be the Friday or maybe the Thursday. I might do it a day early. Of course, we do in our Super Bowl lineup build for the showdowns for that one. But besides that, a draft a day every day of 2024 is my personal goal. Uh, so stay tuned here. Of course, 11 a.m. It's going to be the go time for the most part here every day on Splash Play.
But just one draft a day. That's it. Going to try to reward the binge watchers. You come in, you watch one, you're like, I guess I'm just going to watch this playlist. And then hopefully you're watching 100 by the end of the summer. <laughs> that's that's the hope. Will it work? I don't know. But of course, if you're not an underdog as well, uh, do make sure to check out underdog. Use the promo code SPLASH on there. Double your deposit up to 100 bucks uh, with the best best ball site. Of course, Pick'em as well, thriving. Get a mystery Pick'em as well if you're a new customer, but check it out for yourself. And if you want to support the show, another way to do that, of course, joining like Felix and uh, Bindles have done the stream. Great way to do that for five bucks a month. But also, if you just want some some stuff for cheaper, go to Stochastic. Use the promo code SPLASH to save yourself 15%. Um, that, all their data, all the Sims stuff, NBA Sims for them have been absolutely destroying. I'm so bummed I've not been playing NBA this week uh, with on DraftKings because it seems like everybody on Stochastic is winning money in NBA over the last week and change. But I uh, really do check that out. If you want some more DFS in your life, uh, or even if you just want one week of uh, data and tools for the Super Bowl, you can check that out. Back on the clock here, Audrey Gestime. Woo! We've still not gotten my my holy quadrumvirate of uh, of getting Troy Franklin, Estime, Jaden Daniels, Brock Bowers in one draft. Have not hit that yet, but... Getting estimate at 179, I will take that. My favorite rookie running back, uh, he and Buck Irving tied. But he's he's more visually. Do love Audrey Estimate even more. Uh, what are we going to get? What are we going to get here? We need more tight ends, but I don't think that Tyler Conklin's the one doing that. Jatavian Sanders, another fun-ish rookie. I'm okay with him. Do you think Ben Sinnott is a more fun play in terms of what I like for football at tight end? And I still may take him, just go with three rookie tight ends because I'm the rookie tight end god, as we know. <laughs> I love, I was the only one out here. Now, maybe not the only one, but was one of very few, really pushing back hard on the rookie tight ends, defending them from the slings and arrows last year. Um, and this year, I think there's a few that can work. J.K. Dobbins, by the way, still at 184, nice value. Can you read the names in a way that activates ASMR today? Yes, of course, the reading of names for all the paid members. So I will be doing that in a little bit as well. But I'll do it ASMR style, I suppose. I don't know if my ASMR is going to be that good. Hey, Felix gifted five members. Wow, Felix generous today. I, I guess I have to be critique people's comps at QB. <laughs> Frequently, but shout out Felix. Very kind of him. Welcome to the new people as well. You'll be added to the sheet uh, for next week as well or added to the, the roll call for next week. Liam was big on pushing back on that narrative. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, look, Liam was too. I look, I wasn't the only one out there. I was just the first one and the most, I, and, and I think the most correct one about it. But yes, no, there were a few. I mean, I know that I came, again, when Corrine came on the show last year, I, I dunked it in with the Brees Hall thing. Brees Hall then came down two rounds, came be a much better pick. Uh, but we had agreed on one player in particular with Sam Laporta, was that we both liked a lot, thought he had something going for him in terms of the ability to move after the catch and also, you know, his target volume and all that stuff, so. Um, I, of course, like all the big five guys, like the one who really disappointed was Michael Mayer. Um, but yeah, I think that that was one for Laporta that I think that we were aligned on that. And that one felt good in hindsight. You went 101, Alan, yesterday. Good bit. <laughs> Listening to Liam cost you. Oh, no. <laughs> like Liam does a good job. We all do different things in the space. Like I think. I think Liam um, has kind of turned his like his draft ability, like his. I think his skill is like building nice teams, nicely correlated teams, working rooms, reading everybody else's draft picks, and all that. And I think he's kind of just you know done the hot takey stuff a little bit more, where it's like ah, I gotta like yell about this and like because that's what content people do. But I think his best skill is like the working the rooms and reading how other people are drafting around him, so he knows when he can push stuff. Um, but you know, like I think everybody has their value. I, I think my value is like 
I'm obviously pretty good at the structural stuff for the most part, but I also research obsessively. I read every item obsessively. I don't really get caught in the hive mind stuff because I just disagree with a lot of bullshit you see on Twitter. And I think a lot of like misfounded or unfounded or people who don't know what they're talking about just kind of get a soapbox and can say whatever. Um, not to say anything about anybody specifically, but in general. So like, I think you get different things. And Pete, obviously a little bit of everything, though a little more on the strategy side. I think different hosts offer different things. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't throw anybody out with the bathwater if you got bad results list on you know, listening to something. Gas you up on them bills. Okay, that's all. That's all. He's going to gas you up on his home team. I get it. I, you know, obviously we like our home team guys. Like I might take Marshawn Lloyd here, um, even though I only have six wide receivers. And boy, this wide receiver is really not good. I have to take some flyers on late rookies, I think. We're going to take Marshawn Lloyd, though. A uh, really great senior bowl for him. Uh, he's got to test well at the combine. He's got to be over 200 pounds. But we got a lot of rookies here. Uh, we're just going to rely on Kyron Williams and Jalen Warren being our guys besides that. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. I'm going to take Alec Pierce here. Again, don't think he is a great play overall. But because I have AR, we to take the flyer on Alec Pierce. One more year, one more hope for him to be able to get downfield and make some big targets. What do I think of the flock? Uh, I don't I don't know. <laughs> it was a half-ass impression of him. Um, I still, you know, I think he got things a lot more wrong this year from what I heard. I wasn't following his content this closely. Um, but, you know, like, I think he's one of those guys where, like, he won a, a high, you know, a high-dollar tournament, which is still, you know, an impressive thing to do. It was a little bit easier to do last year with the uh, the Bills game not going off, the Bills-Bengals game, and then also, like, high stakes is just a little bit softer. Um, so I think that was a good result for him, but I think he still is probably negative on the year, and I imagine he was really negative this year. And I don't think the takes were very good, and I don't think he knows what he's talking about. But, you know, I hope he's happy. <laughs> I hope he's enjoying it. You can like different people. I hope you do. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but you, you understand I do a funny impression. Of him, yes. I will say there is a guy in sports betting now, which I am obviously following more aggressively because of probably his content, uh, which I'm not plugging today because we're actually fixing some data stuff in the back end. But check probably over the weekend if you want uh, for some good bets. We're making some nice improvements as well, where you now don't have to click the probability to get more data. You can just see the best bet on the slides. But there's now a guy in sports betting who is the fantasy flock of sports betting that I now. Kind of hate though. He's, he's much more likable. I'm not going to, it's it's the guy, Boston sports guy. If you guys, <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it. Cause like, I don't want to start a feud with the guy. I don't think he's very sharp. I don't think he's good at betting or anything, uh, but he works really hard. Does his videos bright and early, well-produced, very good at like OBS and the streaming software. And um, he is definitely like the, the betting equivalent of the fantasy flock. So if you want to add a new flock guy in, Less of a broadcaster guy, more of like a, I'm just a dude who's like selling so much merch, like just like everything he's trying to merch out, all of his little catchphrases. Um, but yeah, he's definitely, uh, he would be the fantasy flock if you want more fantasy flocks in your life. There's fantasy flocks in every industry, I think. There's guys who like hit that algorithm right, but then also like work really hard, just maybe not the parts that make them you know, smarter at the thing they're supposed to be good at. Uh Love fucking with Mason, the Fugazi flocker. Oh boy, he's he is a Fugazi, a little bit of a Fugazi. He's content pilled. And he's just one of those guys that like he just wants, you know, he wants to move up. If you come on stream wearing a blazer every day, like you think you can get on TV or something. Um, so more power to him. I hope it works out. I like doing the things I do. So I hope you at the end of the day, if you're a content creator for whatever level, like if you're just starting out, getting your shit going, or if you're, you know, at my mid-tier, we'll say small level, whatever you want to say. Um, or at his level where you're one of the biggest, it's like, you just gotta, you gotta really enjoy it. Um, I think, or you have to be making a lot of money to make it worthwhile. I enjoy the process and I hope that that joy shows through here every day. Uh, but you know, that's uh different strokes for different folks. <laughs> like to you with my drafts, I, I'm never afraid to throw, to throw some shade at people. 
especially if it's deserved. But you know, you can like everybody can like different things. That's the fun part of the internet. You can like whatever you like. All right, we got Bo Nix still here floating around. Not the play for me necessarily. Could use some more wide receivers, I would think. Do somebody actually mention Davis Allen yesterday? I forget who it was was asking about it. Uh, Might have been D Owens. The kind of a fun pick as well with Tyler Higby likely out for a good part of last of next year uh, with the ACL injury. We do need wide receivers more. Tutu Atwell is probably donezo. Johnny Wilson, I think there is a world that he lands at an okay spot. I'll take Johnny Wilson, 6'6 six, six guy, 6'7, six, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, FSU, because he's a strong player. And I would like to get one more tight end here as well. I think Davis Allen, not bad. Ben Sinnott, not bad. For Davis Allen, the comp would really be like with Higby going out, obviously being injured is not the same thing as free agency. I think he's like a Jake Ferguson in waiting for Dalton Schultz. Like, um, I think he can be that kind of guy in this Rams offense if Higby is out for a good part of next year. So I'm torn between Davis Allen and Ben Sinnott. I feel like this is probably the time to get Ben Sinnott. I also have so many rookies now that I will just go Davis Allen. So this is my final team here. Anthony Richardson, Justin Herbert, Kyron Williams, Jalen Warren, Blake Corum, Braylon Allen, Jaleel McLaughlin, Audric Estime, Marshawn Lloyd. So we got to, once again, our goal of seven running backs. Nico Collins, Malik Neighbors, Keenan Allen, JSN, Tyler Lockett, Josh Palmer, Alec Pierce, Johnny Wilson. I think we started okay with the top four, but I did not go back to wide receiver early enough. That is a flaw for me. Taking Brock every time, I think, is throwing me off. Tight end, Brock Bowers, Jatavian Sanders, and Davis Allen. Filling in for Tyler Igby is the hope there. Said it'll probably be a riser. I agree, and I certainly hope so, but um, we'll figure it out. He has splash play versus flock draft, head-to-head $1,000 buy-in. He wouldn't. He didn't reply to us uh, when Pete and I had a message with him, and then Pete met him in person after, and I don't think anything ever came up, but uh, he had sent us, I mentioned this on stream before, it sent us like a DM, like, I heard you talking shit about me, and we're like, no, we're just like making fun. At that point, it was like a lighthearted ribbing. Now, now I actively talk shit about him. Uh, but after that DM, I was like, dude, you're such a fucking phony. And Pete was like, well, if you want to collab on something, we just think we draft differently and our audience drafts differently than you do. And he just never replied. And then again, I don't think they talked about it at all when they hung out in person. Um, so whatever. More power to him. Ben Sinnott goes to our guy, Mad Manny. Here we go. That's why he wants the likes. You got to taste the Ben Sinnott. We'll close it out here, guys. So there you go. That's our week of drafts. Again, uh, do check out all the plugs. You, uh, double your deposit on Underdog using the promo code SPLASH. Check out Stochastic as well. Promo code SPLASH will save you up to 15%. Link in the description as well for that one. Check out probably, not right now, but in a couple hours because we are uh, fixing things on the back end. But uh, the data looking better. The product looking better every day. Of course, check it out on the App Store as well if you want a seven-day free trial. Or use the promo code SPLASH to save 50%. Get all of our data for under 10 bucks a month. All the pregame data uh, and all the live game data for under 25 bucks a month. Follow me at Chris Bag. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. Here's your reading of names for the week. And of course, we got a bunch more here now. Thanks to our guys, Felix and Bindles. But Robert Griffin, the turd, historical. Uh, I have to do it ASMR style, right? Robert Griffin, the turd, historical anomalies. Matthew Emerson. Oh, it's too slow. Matthew Emerson, Tyler, CLN, Ethology, Rubesh. Well, this is awesome. Nick Hedgelin, Ivan Black, Rodby Throbin, Port, Tony Mark, aka Mark, aka Io, Robert Van Natten. Brandon Wagner, Consiglieri, Aaron D. Nez, Jake Twitchell, fucking Alpha, Mr. Mister, Sammy Celesco, I'm the KY, Kevin Castro, Go Birds, Eric, Dylan, Lateralis, Primetime KG, Eric Swift, Lunchable Connoisseur, Short Gamer, Carlos Manzo, Derek, Likeness Monster, Mr. TD, Rashid Grant, Bathora, Nick, Chelez, NorCal Copwatch, Spurious News, Jay Strez, The Snowman, Al Paul, Jeremy Parker, Matt Murphy, Stephen Anthony, Spoon, Kyle Davis, Gabe Davis, Felix, Bindles. <laughs> There you go. 
All right. I hope that was worth it. <laughs> My spine is tingling. I do it all for you guys here. Appreciate all you guys being with me again. Hit that subscribe before you go. Hit that like button before you go. Back with more on Monday. Another draft. We can't stop drafting here. Draft number six comes up on Monday. I'll see you guys then. Enjoy your weekends. Have a lot of fun. No football. So how much fun can we have? But enjoy your weekends. And good luck. Bye. Mm-hmm.